Welcome to Bishop Atto Dixon's podcast. Bishop Atto Dixon is the true son of Bishop Dagwood Mills and the convener of the Healing Jesus Mission International. Listen and be blessed as he shares with you deep messages from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for this beautiful time in your presence. We are truly blessed because we found ourselves worthy to approach. Your word says that blessed is the one who you choose and cause to approach unto you. And so we count ourselves truly blessed, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercies towards us, your love towards us, and above all, good health. And your protection we never take it for granted this morning holy spirit you are the one we depend upon you are the one we are looking up to you are the life-giving spirit we pray that the entrance of this word which we've had over and over again will give us life will give us understanding and above all the knowledge and the information oh god will help us to live a victorious christian life father i pray that let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you heal oh lord that passing lord who is trusting you for healing deliver oh god that sister, oh God, who is going through that challenging time. Minister grace and strength to that brother whose faith is failing. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that your mighty hand of God will restore us back. Lord, I pray that you will right every wrong in our lives. As we hear your word, oh God, help us to be overcomers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. And all the saints of the Lord shouted a big amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Well, I welcome you once again to our inspiration service. Amen. If today is your first time of fellowshipping with us, please do feel at home. This is home for you. This is the house of God. Hallelujah. Jacob said that this is none other than the house of God. Heaven's gate. Amen. And so once you sit at heaven's gate, you are very sure that when decisions are being taken in heaven and being this best on earth, because you are sitting at heaven's gate, you will be so close that you cannot miss out on your blessing. Lift your hand and say, I'll be so close. That I'll not miss my blessing. Hallelujah. Well, this morning I'm speaking on those who are thankful. Those who are thankful. I believe that thanksgiving must be a part and a parcel of every believer. If you're a Christian, you must give thanks for everything. Hallelujah. You must look at your life and you must understand that 
The things that are going on in your life are not going on just to break you and to destroy you. But they are going on to prepare you and make you a better person. Hallelujah. When you want to bake bread, it's interesting to know that by the time bread is fully baked and ready for use, it goes through a process. So what you might be going through is just a process. Hallelujah. When God is done with you and when God is finished with you, the final product, the finished product will be beautiful. Hallelujah. You would notice that not only does the bread look brown, the looks of the bread changes. Hallelujah. But also the aroma of the bread also changes. I believe that God is preparing you ahead of time and by the time the Lord is finished with you, you would look like Jesus. You didn't say amen to that. I said you didn't say amen to that. When God is finished with you, you will look like Jesus. When God is finished with you, your aroma, the smell of you will be so beautiful. Hallelujah. You'll be so attractive to people that all men shall gravitate towards you. Say amen to that. Now, there are people on earth generally who by virtue of how they have been raised and the backgrounds they came from have not been exposed to giving thanks. They have the eye to see the evils. They have the eye to see the negatives. They have the eye to see condemnation. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus that if you were raised from that background which is of no fault of yours, the Spirit of God will begin to act on your life in such a way that you are going to see the right things. Hallelujah. May God help you to see the right things. I say may the Lord help you to see the right things. So this morning, like I said, I'm speaking on those who are thankful. Now, in life, there are implications. There are certain things and many things that are implied. You might not verbally say thank you, but your gestures and your actions and your manner of life and your way of receiving and accepting things will minister thank you to somebody. Thank you doesn't only mean verbalizing it and saying that, Lord, I am thankful to you. Thank you may also take your attitude. It may take your gestures. And of course, when I talk about gestures, I'm talking about good gestures. Hallelujah. And how much you truly appreciate and what you will give for what you appreciate. Hallelujah. When you appreciate somebody, you offer time. When you appreciate somebody, you tend to give a hand of help. My not necessarily saying thank you. Hallelujah. And so today we are going to look at a few things that suggest that you are a thankful person. A few things that suggest that you are a thankful 
person. In Acts chapter 26 verse 19. Acts 26 verse number 19. The Bible says that Paul was brought before the council. And when he was brought before the council, there was this king called Agrippa. Agrippa was a son of Herod the Great. You know, and just around that same time, a governor had been moved to Judea, you know, to govern that whole area. So when Paul was brought before the council because he was seen as a notorious person, he was seen as preaching blasphemy, he was seen as saying that the Gentiles must also partake on the things that the Jews are partaking of. And that the Gentiles can be converted, you know, to the church. It was a big, 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 big problem in the time, at the time. Hallelujah. And so Paul was put before the council to defend himself and to speak for himself. I'm not too sure when you are met with a challenge in life, where people begin to question where you belong to, whether you will boldly and confidently still be on the side of Jesus or you will renounce him. In the case of Paul, he did not renounce him. Hallelujah. He spoke eloquently to Festus, who was a governor at that time. And he said, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Paul had an encounter. His encounter was a unique encounter. His encounter is not the normal encounters that people would usually have. Now, if you are a Christian, encounters are very important. It's very important to have an encounter, especially an encounter with the Lord, because your encounters with God will redefine and shape in your vision and your life. Paul had an encounter, and you must always pray the Lord, may I have a supernatural encounter, or else sometimes you use people's encounters to walk this walk, but you need a personal encounter. I said you need a personal encounter. Jacob had an encounter. And his encounter made a difference in his life. Hallelujah. May you have an encounter with Jesus in the name of Jesus. And because of Paul's encounter, his level of boldness had heightened, had increased. You see, when you are so certain and so sure of the one you have believed and the one you are following, Nothing can drift or shift your mind away from your focus. Paul's encounter was when he was on his way to Damascus. He had received letters from the chief priests to go and harass, kill, molest, and beat the believers at that time. But the Bible says that on his way, he had an encounter with Jesus. The encounter was an encounter where he could see a bright light. In fact, most often, 
When you have an encounter with Jesus, the first thing you will see is brightness. Brightness. He saw a bright light. And this light shone. And all the people that were around him saw the light. What amazes me about this scripture is that the people around him saw the light. But when he came to the voice of Jesus speaking, it was only Paul who heard that voice. Because that specific commission was not a commission for all. It was a specific commission for Paul. May the Lord give you a specific commission. May the Lord give you a personal vision. As you walk with people, interact with people, fellowship with people, there must be a personified vision for your life which drives you as a fuel. Let me tell you something. If you don't have a fuel that drives you, it's just a matter of time you will halt as a Christian. You will halt as a Christian. You don't have a personal encounter. Because you don't have that personal encounter, you will notice that people can encourage you. People will talk to you. Fellowship, come to church. They will talk to you about doing the work of God. But because you don't know him, Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, a partaker of his suffering, and be made conformable to his death. Paul's determination was to know him because the knowledge of him will redefine a person's life. I pray that your knowledge of who Jesus is will increase. I pray that your knowledge of who Jesus is will go higher and higher and higher because the more you know him, the more you know yourself because the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. And so if you know how he is, then you will know who you are here on earth. Say amen to that. So Paul expressed thank you to God by being obedient to the heavenly vision. Paul may not have verbally said thank you, but when he received the instructions from Jesus and he told him that I have a work for you. And I know that you are going to go out there, reach out to the Jews and even the Gentiles and anyone who is afar off. Your life is going to touch their lives. You are going to open their eyes. You are going to bring them deliverance. You are going to bring them healing and you are going to bring them salvation. Paul believed it and the Bible says that he did not reject it. The Bible says that he didn't just gloss over it, but instead... He obeyed the heavenly vision. Listen to me. If you are sitting here and you are hearing me speak, every one of us have a call. There is a purpose why God brought you here on earth. There is a reason why you are here on earth. And God is expecting that you will say thank you by Openly fulfilling the vision, the heavenly vision that he has given to you. I thank God for Jesus and I thank God for all he did. But after all those experiences, it's now your turn to experience him in a unique way. Hallelujah. Paul 
said to King Agrippa, I was not disobedient. I was not disobedient. The word is disobedience. In other words, what he was saying was that I was humble when I was told. Maybe it didn't work out. It didn't fit into my personal vision. But I just feel that that vision is superior to my personal vision. You know, some people have taken their personal vision above the vision of God for your life. Can you imagine that a person who has made you, the God Almighty who has created you and brought you here on earth, when he was making you, he has something in mind. The purpose for which he made you, you know, he had it in mind. And then you walk down here on earth and then you choose to follow your personal vision instead of following his vision. When you look at the life of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ depicts a Christian's life. Jesus equally was with his father in heaven and then through a woman was brought to the earth. He was given a vision and he came with a vision and he fulfilled that vision by pleasing his father. He has gone back and that is the same process you are going to go through. That is the same process you are going through right now. You didn't exist here on earth. God created you through the womb of a woman. Or the, or there are some people here who are not born. You just appeared. You went through the womb of a woman. You've come here on earth. Do you think that a creator will create something without a purpose for what he has created? At least that question alone must set you into thinking. And set you into getting into a mood and having a sober reflection that God, what would you have me do? That was the question Paul answered, asked. Paul said, Lord, what would you have me do? Lord, what would you have me do? And the Lord told him, go into the city and you'll be told what to do. Why didn't the Lord speak directly to him on what to do? Why did the Lord direct, it, direct him to a man to speak to him? And I'm telling you that your destiny, God has given to a man. A man will direct you. A man will guide you. A man will groom you. A man will always correct, rebuke, direct, and instruct you. Now, if you are waiting for God to descend from above to come and literally tell you, Frida, Frida, like Paul had that encounter, in the midst of Paul's direct encounter with Jesus Christ, when he came to the vision, man gave expression and explanation 
to the call. It is my prayer that you believe in God's word and you believe in his prophets that he's given to you because the word of God is infallible and the word of God and the prophets that God has given to us is to guide us and to direct us. Hallelujah. It is important that you follow the visions of God for your life. What heavenly vision has God given you? Apostle Paul received a vision at the very beginning of his Christian life. He followed that vision to the end. You must be obedient to the visions that God has given to you. This will be your way of saying thank you to him. So the way of saying thank you to him might just be your obedience to the heavenly vision. Never be entangled with the affairs of this life because at the end of the day when you are rendering account to God about the vision that he gave to you, the affairs of this life will not be an excuse. Why? Because we have already been cautioned. I said we have already been what? Yeah. The caution is that anyone who is engaged in the work of God should not entangle himself with the affairs of this life. So we've been cautioned prior to meeting him. Hallelujah. The affairs of this life would not be a good excuse. Jesus has cautioned us already. In John chapter 16, he says that in this life, in this life, you will have tribulation. So, what you are going through is not a new thing to him. What you think you are complaining about is not a new thing to him. But blessed be the name of the Lord. He says, but be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world, you shall also overcome the world. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will overcome Every situation that the world will bring in the mighty name of Jesus. How can you say thanks to him? This is the way you will say thanks. By being obedient to your heavenly vision and being obedient to your heavenly call. When God called me, this is the prophet, he gave me a word. He said, from today, you can teach. The words were just simple words. Few words. But because he held on to those words and trusted in what God has spoken to him about, today we are beneficiaries of that vision that the Lord gave to him. How far are you taking the vision? How far are you taking the call? Yes, if you have been privileged enough to have been offered room in his house to do something for him. How far are you taking it? If you have been privileged enough to be separated as a pastor, how far are you taking this vision? Are you just hovering around and gallivanting or you are taking it to the next level of your life? How far are you taking it? Hallelujah. How far? Even twins have specific visions. Twins 
clearly will see it all around. Specific visions. Their visions are different. Hallelujah. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is to say thank you to God, you have to continuously remain faithful and relentless in your call till the end. Not only do you obey the call, but you continue in the call. Jesus said, those who hear my word and continue in it, they are my disciples. A true disciple is someone who continues in the word of God, who continues to listen, but obey and do the word. So your continuous and relentless pursuit for the call. And listen to me. It's just a matter of time. Sometimes you notice that the vision, there is some clouding around the vision. It's not too clear. It's not too clear. But it is not too clear because you are too far. Things are not clear when you are far. But when you get closer to the things, then the thing becomes clearer. Is somebody understanding what I'm trying to say? Yes, some are staying far from the vision and believing that from that distance they will fulfill the vision and the call of God for their lives. But if you really want to do it, you have to come closer. I say you have to come closer. You have to come closer. Because the closer you come with, to the Lord, the closer interest you have for God and his work, the better and the clearer the vision becomes. Now, in First Samuel chapter 3, the Bible talks about this young boy called Samuel. The Bible says that, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. So, Samuel was in the church. Samuel ministered unto the Lord. He ministered unto the Lord before Eli. He ministered unto the Lord before his pastor. But the amazing bit, in the midst of all his ministration, there was one thing about Samuel. The Bible says, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass, at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim. Now, the priests had a poor physical vision, but had a sharp spiritual vision. And his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. 
And he ran unto Eli. Why did Samuel run unto Eli? Because sometimes when the Lord is speaking, the voice will sound like the voice of your pastor. And sometimes the Lord will use the voice of your pastor to minister to you. Someone had his name being called. But he ran to his pastor. And said, here am I. For thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli. And said, here am I. For thou did call me. And he answered, I called not my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. I thought Samuel was ministering unto the Lord before Eli. So there are many who are ministering unto the Lord in the house of God. But you don't know God as you ought to know him. But thank God, the reason why Samuel was helped was because he was around. He was close. He was not far from his functions in the house of God. So he was directed to be helped. How he can identify the voice of God and follow the voice of God. So where you are placed and where you are matters a lot. Even when you have to hear the voice of the Lord and understand what God is saying. The Bible says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. This was a man ministering unto the Lord before Eli. So I don't know when he meets the area fellowship people, he's talking to them about a God he doesn't know. He's teaching them about something he has not experienced. He's sharing to them things that they have heard the bishop saying or the pastor saying but he's not had a personal encounter with what he's sharing. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time and he arose and went to Eli. And said, here am I, for thou did call me. You see, someone had a good attitude. Someone was not tired of going to his pastor again, and again, and again, and again, for direction. He had a voice, he had the voice. After the first time, he would have just said, maybe I'm hallucinating. But he went back to the pastor again. When he wasn't too sure, he went back to his pastor again. Hallelujah. Listen to me. There is no reason to have a pastor if there's no purpose for his life, for, 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 for your life in him. There's no reason. It's like, it's like, why should we have a doctor if there is no uh, sickness around? Once sicknesses are, 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 are removed from the earth, a doctor and nurse, all of them, they, don't, they are not needful anymore. There is a reason why God has placed a pastor over your life. Amen? 
So, and early perceived, that was early perceived. Suddenly, he was, his eyes were dim, he couldn't see. I believe his ears were dull, he could not hear. With all his organs, he could not. But with the spirit man, he could connect to what the Lord was up to in the life of that young man. Hallelujah. Ellie perceived that the Lord had called the child. He perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore, Ellie said unto Samuel, go lie down. Go lie down again. This time around, I just want to follow what is going on. I have a keen interest. I really want to be very sure of what I'm perceiving. So go lay down and it shall be if he call thee that thou shalt say, speak Lord for thy servant heareth. So someone went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, someone, someone. Then someone answered, speak for thy servant heareth. Now listen to me. Samuel didn't speak because he knew the Lord. Samuel spoke because his pastor told him what to say. Oh, put your hands together properly. Sometimes we want to experience things for ourselves before we know that we have had encounters. Sometimes you are at a great advantage when you can even believe the words that have been told you to say. It will open a door for you. It will bring clarity into your life. So the Bible says that, he said, when he comes, he said that, speak for thy servant. Hear it. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do a thing in Israel. So immediately he said it. And the Lord began to give him the vision. He knew that he was talking to somebody either than his pastor. At which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make and end. So here you can see that just being able to identify the voice of the Lord by virtue of his pastor teaching and training him how to hear the voice of the Lord began a discourse, began a conversation with the Lord. He began a conversation with the Lord. God now began to download his plans for Samuel and for the people of his time. It is my prayer that as you remain humble and listen and obey and follow, may God help you to identify his voice and may you have a specific vision that God has for you. May you not follow other voices. May you follow the right voices that will take you to God's perfect plan for your life. So Paul continued. He never relented. 
In Acts chapter 26 verse 22, the Bible says, Having therefore obtained the help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great. Hmm. Saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. <laughs> he didn't change the course. Yeah. Father Abraham said this to the rich man. Do you remember? Yeah. In hell, he said they have the prophets. And they have Moses around. And his people, all those people are preaching. They have them. It has not changed. The vision has not changed. The vision is pursuing what God wants to do. Restoring and redeeming people from bondage. Bringing salvation into the lives of people. Opening the eyes of people. And bringing healing to people. You can say thank you to God by continuing in the ministry. Many people start and then they stop. Ask yourself, how did I start? Did I start with so much zeal? Did I start with so much energy, interest? Where am I now? Am I still on course? Or I'm trailing? Some of us, just small marriage, you have trailed. Small marriage, you married. You just give in. And you thought that that was the answer to all your problem in life. And then you realize that after marriage, the problems have been compounded. Do you know why you think that way? You think that way because your ways are not the ways of God. And your thoughts are not the thoughts of God. What you think will bring solution always rather aggravates the situation. <laughs> We've always thought that when I do this and I do this and I do this and I have money, the problem will solve. But you may do this and do that and have the money and then you notice that the thing has rather become more complex than you thought. True or not true? So why then won't you always look at the one who has the end from the beginning or the beginning from the end? He knows everything. He is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why, why, why do you... When I decided to serve the Lord, I knew that I would have to continue it for the rest of my life. Real ministry has to do with lasting long. It has to do with persisting and continuing with the original calling. Now, when people hear the word ministry, it's like, I was saying, sorry. Ministry is actually the acts. What you do. What you do. After. 
you have been called. And listen, anyone who is saying that he's not been called, I'm not too sure if you responded to the altar call. Did anybody respond to the altar call? If you are here, you are a Christian now. Did you at a point in time respond to an altar call? You heard the word of God or you just took a decision that, Lord, I want to follow you. Was there anybody, is there anybody here like that? No, that is a call. That's why it's called an altar call. There was a call and that was the first step. But you don't only end at the first step. What I'm teaching you today is that you continue from where you started. You don't end. You see, when you have a true understanding of who Jesus is, and you have true encounter with who Jesus is, and let me tell you something, you can have an encounter with Jesus without necessarily hearing a voice from him, neither hearing or seeing him, but a scripture jumping to you by revelation. That is also an encounter. You read that scripture and the way you understand it is different from the way everybody understands because God has given you that particular scripture for a specific purpose. Hallelujah. May God help us to continue in our calling. Don't bluff Jesus. And don't bluff God. Because when all is said and done, you can't bluff anymore. The Bible says it is with him we all have to do. The songwriter said that, how can I hide from God? Where can I run to? When I go to the mountains, he's there. When I go under the sea, he's already there. You cannot. Once you leave this body, you, you cannot hide from him anymore. Maybe while, now that you are wearing the body, you can try and hide physically from him. But even that, you think you are, you are hidden, but he can still see you. Koko Sechi. So you are buried your head inside and the rest of your backside is showing. May God help us. To fulfill our call on earth. When all is said and done, it will be your call that will matter and that will resonate in heaven. May God help us. Turn to somebody and say, Lord, help me. Tell him that, Lord, help me. Look at the person and say, Lord, help me. Yeah, the reason is that you are looking at the person. You are not praying for the person, but you are thinking about yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Hallelujah. Number three. So number two, if you are going to say thank you, continue. Don't stop. Don't stop what you have been doing. What you have been offering. You see, beautiful ministration. We have one of the best choirs, first service choir, one of the best choirs. During second service, I will tell them that they are one of the best choirs. (laughs) Before I get matter. (laughs) Do you understand? And, and we have one of the best minstrels and all that. Don't stop serving. Don't stop serving. You see, this is a very feeble statement. But if I tend to explain don't stop serving to you, you will notice that there will be challenges. 
This morning, the prophet was just talking to us about unless the seed dies. Are you getting me? If you are going to really right the wrongs, you are going to go through things. You are going to go through injustice. You might even feel that you have not been treated well. All those things are part of it. It's part of the process. Hallelujah. But in the midst of it all, don't stop serving him. Because those things are supposed to stop the process. One day, I was sent to the Nikanika place where I was a child to go and mill corn. Did you do some? Did you do some? So when I went, you know, and normally when you go, it's a queue. <laughs> so when it was my turn and they put the corn in and they started and they start before the things start flowing. Then the light went off. <laughs> the process was abrogated. Listen, if your light goes off, you cannot have dough. You didn't hear what I just said. If your light and your fire as a Christian goes off, you will not have any finished product. May your light be turned on and on and on and on. Never be tired of serving God. Listen to me. We are in an environment where you are dealing with human beings. And so, anything that happens around where human beings are will also happen around. But you must stay focused and tell yourself that I want to make it to the end. I don't want to give up. I want to continue in it in spite of all the challenges that I would face. Say amen to that. Number three, thank you to God by witnessing relentlessly to the small and to the great. Thank you to God. Thank you to God. Your desire for witnessing must go up. It's a way of saying, I don't take the blood shed for granted. I can't see how You can come here on earth, go through all that you went through. And the purpose was to redeem people. Now, after the process is over, the baton has been handed over to me. I've been given the word of reconciliation. And I've also been given the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling men back to God. I can't see how I will shake my responsibility as a soul winner. If you value the price that was paid, You will pay a price to maintain it. I'm saying it again. If you value the price that Jesus paid, you will pay every price to maintain that value. That value will still resonate in your mind and in your heart. Because for me, it is a great price. It's defined who I am. It's defined where I'm going is defined the glory 
that awaits me. That is reassuring. That is encouraging. It's encouraging to know that for me to live is Christ. And to die is a great gain. Death is not a hopeless situation for you, a believer. It's a great gain for us. We need to keep on reminding ourselves. We must be intentional and conscious reminding ourselves that we came into this world with nothing. We come into this world and scramble for everything and we leave this world with nothing. Something you must always remind yourself. So you correct and you right the wrongs by having come into this world with nothing. You take what you need for the day and you move ahead looking forward like Abraham was doing for a city that had foundation whose maker and builder was God. You must have eternity as a focus. Hallelujah. Never let anything sway you. If you are still young, you would even notice that when you grow, you, you feel that life is not even nice anymore. When you are a child, everything is nice. When you want it, it's given to you. But after you grow, you notice that, oh, Charlie, I mean, what, this life, I mean, I don't even know. Is somebody appreciating what I'm saying? Yeah, you notice that, uh, what kind of life is it that we have come into? You know? But I pray that God will open your ears and will open your heart to perceive the wisdom he's imparting to you. Amen. In Acts chapter 26, verse 22, the Bible says, Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophet and Moses did say should come. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Take away from our hearts the things that takes away from our lives. The things that do appear so appealing yet deceptive. Help us, Lord, to learn to say thank you to you by offering our best. By first obeying the vision. By continuing in the vision. The vision that you've given to us. And Lord, above all, we pray that we will be witnesses. For you said, ye shall be witnesses unto me. In Judea. In Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria. And the outermost part of the earth. I pray that may our fire not run out. May our passion for the kingdom work not die. May the light not go off. We pray that the fuel 
that we need to carry us to carry us to save you to do more for you will increase Holy Spirit deliver us from the deception of this life deliver us oh God from the deceitfulness of riches minister to our hearts a fresh understanding. Thank you, Lord. Can you please be on your feet? I want you to spend about a minute praying that, Lord, help me to fulfill the vision why I'm here on earth. Help me to express my thankfulness by obeying, by continuing, and by being a witness. Help me. Can you just lift your voice and pray? Speak to him. Speak to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shaparandara bakura babala bakua deda baba kabara babara babandara baba. Lift your voice wherever you are. Pray. Speak to him. La baradara babara la baba. Keep us so talibakuri andara baba. There is a fresh fire in the house. There is an outpour of the Spirit of God in the house. God is delivering you from the deceitfulness of riches. He's delivering you from the deceitfulness of this life. He's delivering you from everything that will serve as a hold. Preventing you from advancing in your walk with him. The power of God is being released over your life right now. Receive a supernatural touch of the most high God. May your heart open to eternal things. May your heart open to spiritual things. May your heart open. May the Lord open your heart. Open Holy heart. Spirit, open my heart. Oh, God. Yes. The things of this life looks very attractive. But there is a better life ahead of here. My God. It's your time to pray and ask the Holy Spirit. Help me to fulfill my call. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit, to fulfill my call. Help me to continue, Lord. May I not give up, oh God. 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 May I continue, oh God. May I not allow the voices of Satan, that Satan and his court, to minister to me through people. Help me, Lord, to stay focused. May I not allow my senses to even minister to me wrongness. Help me. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. Oh, Lord. We give you glory. You walked into church. I want to pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, somebody brought you, invited you, carried you in a bus and said, listen, come, let us go to the mount of the Lord. Let us go and serve him. I want to pray for you. You don't have Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You want to receive him into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior. Wherever you are, 
I just want you to lift your right hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. God bless you. I can see that hand. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. God bless you. Lift it. Lift it. Lift it. Lift it above your hands. Lift it. Lift it. Lift it. Now lift it above your head right now. I want to pray for you. Lift it above your head now. Lift it. God bless you. Lift it. Oh, yes. Now walk to me. Walk to me. I want to meet you. Walk to me. I want to meet you and pray with you. Run to the mercy seat of Jesus. Come, 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 come. Thank you, Lord. lift your hand to him. Pray the simple prayer congregation. Let's help him as we pray together. Say dear Lord Jesus. Say dear Lord Jesus. I acknowledge you as a son of God. You came all the way from heaven to die for my sins. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I cannot help. Neither can I save myself. Please I come to you just as I am. Forgive me of my sins. Come and live in my heart and be the Lord of my life. From this moment forward, I acknowledge you as the Lord of my life and I hand over my life to you. Thank you for loving me and saving me. Amen. Father, thank you for this precious life. We give you praise and thank you for his life. And we thank you for what you have begun. Use him as an instrument in your house. In Jesus' name.